spent too much time in California. Now I got that Rona. Gotta be a loner. Staring at my phone. Gotta be a loner. Gotta be a loner. I'm in a silly mood. What if I just started the podcast? What's up? This your boy, dude. Like a, like a hip-hop radio. I wish I was a hip-hop radio DJ. That'd be awesome. Anyway, I'm Judy. I just got out of the shower. I'm in a silly mood. Uh, this is the Alonavirus podcast. Yes, it is. Thank you for coming to it. And um, a lot of changes this time. I'm standing up for the intro. I don't know if you can tell, but I am standing on my feet in my slippers. What else? Ah, this makes me feel like I'm doing like a talk show monologue, and I, I don't want to feel like I'm doing that. <laughs> um, but... Oh yeah, I uh, found out this morning that I'm eligible for an antibody test. I feel like I'm doing jokes right now, because I'm standing. So I found out this morning I'm eligible for an antibody test. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a punchline, but I um, I did. And I'm thinking about getting it. Uh, because I would like to know if I was exposed to the virus. I can't break out of this like cadence like I'm doing a joke. Uh, I... I would like to genuinely know if I was um, ill or, I mean, I was ill, but I, I would like to know if I was ill with the coronavirus or if I've been exposed to it. I think that would be useful information. So I'm um, thinking about getting an antibody test. That's new, if I'm so inclined. Uh, and yeah, I was thinking about, now I am doing jokes, I think. I'm just in a silly mood. So why? What is with the saying, if you're so inclined? Like, if you're, <laughs> if you're raised at, like, a 30-degree angle, like, now you're going to go do stuff? Like, eh, I wasn't... I didn't feel like going out to the grocery store, but uh, now that I'm so inclined, I, I think I will. It's not funny, but, like, I don't understand the relationship in that word with that word, you know, if you're at an incline, you're more likely to do stuff. So, uh, if you're so inclined, keep listening to this episode. It does get better. Um, really awesome, fun, uh, exciting guest. This episode is, believe it or not, good. Um, my friend Matt, who is a filmmaker, uh, he and I made a film together. Actually, the first thing I really ever did, and I will always be grateful to Matt for giving me a shot. He was like, hey, do you want to um, improvise a short film for my student film project? And I was like, yeah, of course I do. So um, I'm going to link to that on YouTube. We made it a couple years ago, uh, but it's it's great. It's one of my favorite things I ever did. And like I said, we pretty much improvised the whole thing. He told us where to be and how to where to get. But other than that, he left me and uh, one other actor, Frank, essentially, to, to get there on our own. And it was very freeing, good first experience with the acting world. So uh, it's on YouTube. I'm going to link to it. Um, so you should watch that. But Matt, he directed it. And uh, he is uh, my friend, lives in Denver, Colorado now. And he is doing his thing out there. But he's also he's driving Uber. As a, as a side gig, and uh, he's got a lot of interesting stuff to say. He's having a, uh, as you can probably imagine, a weird time um, doing that. 
in a city um, during this whole crisis and uh, there's a lot of uncertainty there so listen to his story um, and our conversation it's it's good and Matt's awesome and uh, yeah and if you want to be on this podcast and talk about your quarantine you should because I want to talk to you too uh, and you know Matt was nice enough to reach out to me uh, I'm not gonna go out and try to find you but like I'm gonna say yes if you reach out so you should uh, on the alone virus po- excuse me the alone virus podcast on Instagram or uh, I think it's the alone virus podcast at gmail.com but do that you know let's talk I got some extra time so we can uh, I want to learn what people are doing and how people are dealing and you know that's kind of what this podcast has become so um, get in touch with me and check out me and Matt talking about quarantine and Denver and and other stuff and watch our movie all right all right thanks and uh, this is the alone virus podcast here with my friend Matt Matt it's awesome good to see you it's good to see you man how's it going Jordan good to see you man it's good uh, thanks for for doing this I appreciate it Oh, for sure. It's uh, thanks for having me. I'm I'm a huge, huge fan of the uh, Alone Virus podcast. So you're the I first have, uh, person to ever say that. Well, I'm I'm the biggest I'm the biggest fan then. But uh, no, I think I actually do think it's really cool that you're doing a podcast because I think it's a great way to like spend time and yeah. uh, con- like connect with people and your friends and stuff and and talk about and especially I think you you know, um, you do have experience in this you know in the vi- virology or you know what was your your degree was um public health yeah public health so you you have yeah. a lot of experience like in this topic so i think it's like something you you're you're passionate about too because you see you see a lot of people you know especially on facebook posting a lot of stuff and you know it's 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 cool that you're like kind of put you know putting out the info so thanks for having me but it's awesome yeah thanks awesome. thanks for saying that i appreciate anybody that listens to this and and you're right like it's it's been hard because I know that I have a background in this stuff and then I see a lot of people just like vomiting bullshit information on the internet and I'm just like, I, I gotta say stuff. Like this is yeah, where I have to speak up. Especially when even like big sources are putting out just, compl- you know, it's like, like clickbait articles and they're just scaring the shit out of people. Can we, can I, is it okay if, if I curse or? You're not have- cursing enough actually. Okay, good. Um, I don't know. I don't know. You, I don't know your beliefs. No, I'm kidding. But, uh, um, <laughs> I'm wearing you know, so, free the <laughs> You look pretty Catholic. You look pretty Catholic. I right? am. Yes. That's good. That's good. Um, so, but you know, like, like the World Health Organization, like, or even just like the CDC, it's like, the, you know, there's just a lot of confusion. And I think the messages they put out, especially with like wearing a mask. And I think, I also think kind of the, one of the, one of the topics I want to ask you about is um, just like wear, wear, wearing a mask and why, why are so many people not wearing a mask? Do you think like in your opinion, you know, because well, I see so many people just not, not wearing, you know, not wearing a mask. Well, you bring up an in- interesting point and, and like people, people get confusing information. Well, they confusing information and conflicting information from sources like the, the World Health Organization or the CDC, but it's only conflicting because science is, it builds upon itself, right? And like you, you base your 
conclusions on the information that you have at any given time. And then as you get more information, as a scientist, you should be willing to say, I was wrong. This is what we know now. Whereas most people are like, okay, this is the info. This is what I'm sticking to. Like I heard no mask, no mask where, but like there's new evidence every minute, especially with something like this, a virus, a brand new virus that we don't know anything about. We're still learning about is like what we knew yesterday may have been totally off. Like, or the conclusions that we drew from the evidence that we had yesterday may be totally wrong now. And we have better information and we need to be willing to backpedal, like remove your, your ego or whatever, and just be like, okay, uh, like the decision I made yesterday seems given today's information to be wrong. So maybe I should wear a mask and why people don't wear a mask. I think there's, there are a bunch of arguments that I don't, I truly don't understand like the political side of things is like, you know, my, the whole, like my body, my freedom, which like you're hearing from fucking Republican dudes now. That's, that's ironic, isn't it? Yeah. That's so ironic. ironic. (laughs) It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. I I saw a lot of the protesting in in Denver and yeah, a lot of that stuff. Right. So I didn't mention that um, on the podcast, you are in Denver, Colorado. Yeah. Yep. And, um, in Denver, throughout yeah, but, this whole thing. Yeah, but yeah. So I moved here like last July, but you know, I've uh, been through, you know, been here uh, when this it started. Been- when it started, and then you know, um, also just like the like the saw a lot of just drove by a lot of the protesters. Like pr- uh, a lot of the pictures that were in like uh, the mainstream media, like were of Denver, and a lot of people like with signs and you know just not wearing masks and just protesting. So you saw that? Yeah, I drove drove by it like. Um, I was like driving Uber and I, you know, I was driving my car and I just drove by the, like the state building a bunch of times and there, you know, um, I saw him a few times and then I was with, with my brother and we saw him and yeah. So it's, um, that was pretty interesting to see, but again, it's, you know, like what you were saying about, uh, masks, it's, it's, it's just crazy to me to see people in public, uh, especially like even people that work at restaurants and, um, you know, I, I think I think a, a lot of restaurants do like make their workers wear masks and I, I'm seeing it more and more, but there's like a lot of places where, you know, like I, I you see or just they're not wearing a mask or any or anything like that, or even just people on the street. So I, I, I it's more so I'm not like you know, it is it does kind of annoy me because it's like how how hard is it to make your own mask? You know, even just wear a bandana or like even like a cloth or something. So, but it, 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 at the same time, it, it, it makes me wonder, it's like, yeah, maybe people just don't know that they need to wear a mask, you know, or they, they, they need to know what, you know, he's like, that's, that's the thing is like, it's like, are they getting the information out to the public in an effective way where they know what to do? And it's almost like I'm kind of questioning whether that's whether they're doing that. It's it's hard to tell where they're like whether they're doing that like correctly or not. Yeah, I don't know. It seems to me that the information is there that people should be wearing masks, but I don't know what is available to everyone else. I'm oh, sorry, cat. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, <laughs> that was that was great. Um, what was I going to say? Um, but to me, to me, a mask has become almost like symbolic. Like, yes, you do get protection from it and you do protect other people by wearing a mask but it's almost like a like a symbol that people are taking it seriously like i'm wearing a mask yeah exactly because because again i kind of i don't you know it just kind of bothers me when i'm in public and i see 
people not wearing a mask. I'm like, what, like, what, why not? Like, you're, like, if you're not, if you're not around people and you live in the mountains or whatever, you live in the, the country, like, sure, don't work, you know, but like, if you live in a city, you should probably be wearing a mask when you go out at all times. Like I just, I just, and um, Uber is actually like making like every rider and driver like wear a mask. Like they, they, if you're a driver, you have to wear a mask, but uh, like if you're a rider, if you're taking a ride, um, you, you're going to have to wear a mask uh, pretty soon, I think. So I'm not sure if that's completely true. I saw it on, on CNN. So but it seems like they're actually like going to like make people do that. So it seems to me like a lot of like the, like the restaurants and um, just like, you know, like businesses are going to make their employees like, and customers wear a mask. So I, I don't know. I think that's like going to start happening soon too. Um, at least with certain places. I'm not sure. Again, there's a lot of places that probably won't, you know, do that at all either, but. So, well, I have a lot of questions for you about, about uber um and i i guess i i have some understanding about it because i used to work i used to do that job when i was in in philly and um so i i I get what it's like and so at this point are you working in a mask yeah I, i always wear a mask i have it i don't wear it when i drive like when i'm driving other people i have it on at all times but when there's no one in my car and i'm just delivering uh food i put the food in like a like a zipped up bag you know it's like sealed away uh so it's not like just out um and then i i don't wear my mask when i'm driving because i think that's a little overkill but when i like deliver food or whatever i like put my mask on and just whenever i i i'm i know i'm like basically getting out of my car i put i put my mask on um i'm pretty sure uber like requires you to do that so it's also like i don't want to you know, it's a requirement. I don't want to like, you know, have someone complain or whatever, but I mean, it's also at the same time, I, 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 you know, understand the importance of wearing a mask. So I would probably do it even if they didn't require it. But, um, just because again, it's like, it's just kind of the the thing I said before. It's like, it's really not hard to, to make your own mask. Like you can just look up a YouTube video. It takes you like a minute to get two rubber bands and like any, you know, so it's, it's really easy to, to make. So, um, but yeah, I, I always try and wear a mask when I when I when I'm doing that for sure. And I was I in LA, I was doing the food delivery thing too. So I, I and I thought about like if I were there right now and all that's still like those jobs aren't shut down, obviously. And I would probably be doing that, you know, for money. Um and I was trying to think what that would be like. Uh is it do you, are you worried going into restaurants and like interacting with people all the time? Yeah. To, uh, I mean, I'm not like, it's something I, you know, right now I kind of have to do just for, just to make some, just to pay some bills and stuff and do that. But um, yeah, I mean, going into a restaurant, I do kind of think like, I really hope they like, cl- you know, they've cleaned stuff. I, I think most restaurants are really good, especially in Denver. Um, a lot of the places I go to are, are you know, I can tell they really kind of care about like cleaning surfaces and stuff like that. And uh, again, a lot of, I'm not going to say a lot, but some of the restaurants I go to, you know, the workers are wearing masks, masks and stuff like that. And, um, but I, I think I'm more worried about people getting in my car without a mask. Like the deliveries aren't that bad because I have like, I, you know, um, I make it, I just really don't 
touch my face or anything. And then I do have like Clorox wipes in my car. Um, but again, like the, the thing that does like make me worry is just people getting in my car without a mask. Like that's like, I'm just kind of like, you know, you get, you get like a, you get like a fair, like you, you, you know, when you, you, you probably know this, like when you pick up people, um, I don't know. It's like, as soon as you get the fair, you see it on your phone, you, you pull up to the person, but now it's like, there's like an extra layer of like, Oh, like, are they wearing, are they wearing a mask? Oh, they're not wearing a mask. And then it's like an, I mean, it's again, because like I had this one lady in my car and uh, I picked her up from work and I dropped her off at home and she was coughing and I was legit like, Oh shit. Not with, without a mask. And I, I literally pulled over and I, I got out my, like all my Clorox wipes and I just like, like panic, panic, clean my car. I, I bet people thought I like was like freaking out or something, but it was, I, I had to, because I was like, I got to, make sure, you know, just, just, just for the next person too, as well. I was like, you got to, you know, clean it constantly. So that was, that's like, I am kind of, that's like something I'm kind of worried about more so with passengers, but you know, I, I, I don't, cause I, and I'm like rambling on, but I think restaurant workers, I don't think they're um, like, I think they're more keen on like noticing their symptoms if they're sick and not coming to work. Like hopefully other, you know, because like with passengers, it's just kind of, everyday people like doing that so yeah i think there people in restaurants are already sort of in tune with that just because you you had to be anyway like because you're giving food out to people so if you have a cold like you don't want to infect everybody that comes to eat <laughs> like yeah definitely no exactly like that's the thing and i and hopeful i mean hopefully you can hope that you know i think hope i mean but i i, I think you're totally right is like managers and you know people that own restaurants like they're really really hopefully taking the measures you know necessary to really like protect like their you know their workers as well so um yeah it's 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 weird it's weird it's just like something it's it's just interesting how it's changed like everyday uh social interactions too you know like even like at an uber it's like you just don't really talk as much because if people both have masks, like, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to hear the other person. So it's like, there's not as much conversation and it's just kind of like, it's usually I'm, I'm a pretty talkative guy. I want to like talk to people and, you know, I want to, you know, if, if they're, if they're willing to talk or whatever, then, then they're social, but um, you know, just, just to, you know, uh, have conversation and, you know, make it a little more like interesting or whatever. And, but now it's just kind of like no one really not if people if a person has a mask like there's really not a lot of, not a lot of conversation you know it's just kind of like I can't really hear what you're saying you're you know it's all it's all you know it's like Charlie Brown uh, Charlie Brown's parents or whatever so um, but yeah it's crazy it's crazy stuff um, are you working like at a level of nervousness every day like is there just anxiety built into work now. Uh, not really. I think when I pick up a passenger, like that's, it's kind of in the back of my head. It's not like constant anxiety because it's more so like, you know, I have to do this, like to, you know, I, um, like right now I kind of have to do it just because a lot of the, um, especially in like video production, I think a lot of people aren't really going to like, especially right, right now, it's just kind of dry in the, in the industry, like not a lot of people are going out and, you know, wanting to, 
shoot stuff. Um, so right now I'm kind of, you know, just doing Uber and, and I don't mind doing it. I, a lot of people are really, really nice in Denver. Um, it's not like people are, you know, crazy, you know, it's, but a lot of people are, most people are really, really nice and, you know, not, you know, like it's not difficult, but again, it's in the back of my head of like, well, if this person has coronavirus, um, I did take this one guy to a hospital that was like, and I didn't want to ask him like, Hey, why are you going to the hospital? Like, that's kind of, I was like, that's a weird question to ask someone. So I was like, you know, Oh, Oh shit. Does he have coronavirus too? Let me turn my phone off. Sorry about that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it's in the, it's in the back of my head of like, okay, you know, do they have coronavirus? If, if they're not, if they are wearing a mask, I'm like, it does ease my, like it really like relaxes me because it's like, well, they're, you know, if they cough, like my, the chance, again, it's like the chances of me getting it are, you know, it's not like the ideal situation, you know, whatever. I don't want to like do that, but you know, if they do cough or sneeze and again, it's just like if someone coughs and sneezes without a mask in their, in your car, it's like, especially now it's like, Oh God. But now be, before, before this happened, you know, you wouldn't really think about it, but now it's like a cough or a sneeze is like, an alarm bell you know it's like oh yeah shit. And i mean you're, you're in like a closed a small closed area sometimes for like a half hour 20, or whatever 30 minutes 20 minutes yeah yeah, yeah i mean that's exactly. uh, it's kind of a lot of time it's not just like walking past somebody on the street without a mask it's like I, I, but do you do you have like discretion discretionary power to be like if you're not wearing a mask like i, I don't want to drive you no offense now well hopefully soon like I, I feel like now if i did that i would get in trouble because it's not like a it's not like a policy or whatever so but when they make it like a policy it's like hey you have to wear a mask to ride i, I probably will be able to refuse people which is i will say you know like that's actually pretty cool like it's good that uber is doing that Hopefully, like I really hope they actually implement that policy that I that I was kind of talking about, but um, that would be like pretty cool. But uh, you know, if they do do that, like that would that would really like be a I, I would be able to say like, hey, if you don't have a mask, I can't really give you a ride. Um, but I think it's uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's one of those things where again, it's like I really it just kind of like relaxes me. It's like to see a person have a mask. And it's like, again, if you're like just going out and especially in an Uber, just wear a mask, like just wear a bandana or do something or at least put a sweatshirt around your face or like even like a scarf. That's better than nothing. You know, make it look cough, like you care. Even if you, but if you cough or sneeze into a scarf, it, it's not, it's, it's not going to spread. It's, you know, even like even a bandana, just like, just really i don't know it's just it's just like a it's like a two minute thing if you did people i don't know i wish and again it's just like an interesting thing that it's um that people are like you know talking about or whatever is you know wearing a mask are um are rides down in general yeah there's definitely uh well actually I, I would say now a lot of people are going out and doing and doing stuff and um i feel like my face this is blocking my face but uh um like a lot of people uh, are are still like going out and or for rides and still ordering Ubers, uh, especially now, just because a lot of people are kind of like, kind of probably sick of being quarantined. And it's almost like, I think they're at a point where like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. 
Um, so a lot of people are like going out and doing like social stuff and just like going to people's houses and stuff like that, especially in Denver. I've noticed it just, I mean, it's just in my like driving experience, I've like taken people and they've been like, Oh yeah, I'm going to my friend's house or, you know, and just like doing stuff like that. And it's like, Oh, well, like, so, you know, just like just traveling. But, uh, the, the other thing that was like food deliveries are like, triple or double you know i don't know what the whatever whatever the statistic is but it's like so many people are probably ordering food just because they're at home and you know all the you can't go to a restaurant so it's like if you if you have a favorite restaurant you used to go to or you know a lot of people are like ordering from uh, restaurants and stuff like that so are you um, able to just do the food delivery if you wanted to no so i and oh. the and this and the and unless i'm doing uber wrong or doing the app wrong i haven't found a way to like to only do uh uber like uber eats like the food deliveries um and i contacted uber about it and they like just didn't respond because it's uber so um i've still been trying to contact them kind of like constantly and you know it's like but i i really haven't heard anything back of like how to change it well you would want to do that if you could oh totally yeah i would not want I, i i don't want like it's kind of something I have to, when I first got it, I was like, Oh, like, why is it doing it? I thought it was like a, a glitch or something, but then I kind of realized it's like, I think it's just like the function of the app is they're kind of like, they're just giving you regular rides. Um, and then just giving you like food deliveries at like the dinner rush or whatever. I mean, I don't know. It's again, it's like, I think, I think right now with, with rides again, I've gotten into a routine where I'm not like constantly, scared of it but if i did have that choice i i would probably choose like food deliveries but um yeah it's 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 interesting i don't know it's it's a at the same time i will say i'm glad i do have like a like a side gig like that to just make some money on the side you know because i kind of would be i would i wouldn't be making a ton of money without that and it really helps like out a lot so yeah, man, I, I, uh, well, I just got my, uh, my Trump check today, actually. Nice. So nice. that's different, but, um, I've been trying to figure out ways. I thought about doing DoorDash in around Scranton where I am right now. And, uh, yeah, man, I got some weird job writing, uh, eBooks, ghostwriting nice. eBooks, but that's like awesome. the, the pay is terrible. Like it's, what, what's, what's the first eBook you had to write? I'm still writing it. It's 20,000 words. Um, under the pen name Betty Fullerton, <laughs> and it's about Reiki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's you got to keep doing that. That's 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 just good. As weird as this sounds, it's actually it's actually really a good experience because it's, I mean, it's because it's forcing writing. it's it's forcing you to write you know like a sh- a shit ton of just whatever it's about. I mean, even if you don't you're not interested or whatever, you know you're you're still you're still writing a ton every day, which is, that's, the name is awesome too. You should, uh, you should get a shirt that says Betty. Betty. I'm Betty Fullerton. I, I, I am Betty, I am Betty Fullerton. <laughs> so like an old lady's face on it. I don't know if I'm going to do another one. It might not be worth the time, but like I, um, I've been trying to find weird freelance jobs. I'm trying to find like podcast editing jobs because like I've kind of gotten into a routine with that where I can, No, you're, yeah, you're good at it. You're for sure. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I feel like a lot of those sites. I, I always have a problem with all the like Upwork and yeah, that's people what I'm people on. people are like, "Hey, I'll give you five dollars to do like three days of like you know it like constant work or whatever." And it's like, I don't know. But at the same time, it's it's you know it's it's remote, so um, you should just well, keep making keep making your own stuff and get sponsors, dude. Get a sponsor. I'm trying to just do as much as I can, but we'll see what happens. Let's take a minute to, to, let's do some plugs. If anybody out there needs their their podcast edited, hit me up. If anybody out there needs their, their video. Sponsor, sponsor, sponsor the podcast. If you have a brand or a business, uh, this is a great podcast. Sponsor it. (laughs) And you're looking for video, uh, like video editing, post-production stuff. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Like video production, uh, photography, graphic design. Uh, Just, yeah. Hit me up. Matt's the man. And also, can I promote our, uh, our film? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to, do you want to talk, just say a little, like explain it like a, a sentence about it, I guess, just because. Well, I just want to let people know just that people plug it, plug it, can plug watch it. it on Amazon. Totally. On Amazon prime, right? Oh, it's on, it's on YouTube as well. It's oh, okay. Um, yeah. Well, you, you tell them where to find it and I'll. Yeah. It's, it. a, it's, um, we, we just, we did a, I was in film school. We did a, a short film together. That's how I met Jordan. Uh, it's on YouTube uh, right now. Um, we can send the link or put, you know, put the I'll link put it somewhere. in the description. Yeah. Okay. Word. Yeah. I can, I'll send it to you. So. And it's, so it's on YouTube and Amazon. It's called a God amongst men. You can probably just search that and find it. Yeah. You can just, you can just search a God amongst men uh, short film. Um, you probably just, it might just work better to click the link because it doesn't have too many views. So we got to get with it. Will. Get, get the, it will now, but yeah, that was, um, it's out now. And uh, yeah, it's, it's on um, again on YouTube and we'll, you know, I'll send you the link and we can put it somewhere. I'll find it. So. Still one of my favorite projects I've ever done. Matt was the first person really to hire me on anything. So it was fun, man. You did a great job. He's a, <laughs> he's a great actor now for sure. You're a great actor. And uh, it's, um, have you done a lot of acting stuff? That's, that's another question I wanted to uh, ask you. Just like how, how has that affected your, um, your acting stuff and, you know, with like, with the pandemic, like, is that affecting so, you a um, lot? Like, what are you, what are you up to uh, with like casting and stuff sure. like that or, or, you know, just auditions and all that? Um, so things were starting to, I was in a, hitting a good stride in the fall. I was, I got a couple of commercials and I did a feature film. And then, so around like Christmas holidays, I took a, I took a month off and then I went back to LA and it's like, it's always just so hard to leave town and come back. I feel like you just lose momentum. People yeah. forget you or whatever, whatever it is. Maybe I'm just, it just feels like that for me. Cause it feels like I'm starting over every time, but uh, I didn't, it took like until February for me to book anything. And then it was just like a, you know, small jobs, nothing crazy. And then I'm starting to like build momentum again. And then I, like I, I booked for a, a, um, like a, a series that I was going to do on Amazon and uh, a couple nice. other awesome. jobs. And then it was just like, I got to make this decision to leave town. And I basically, I left, I didn't even say anything to anybody because I just made the decision so quickly. And as I'm on the road, I'm like at a, like a hotel or like a motel 
And I'm just saying on emails like, hey, I'm really sorry. I left town. And this was before there was any shutdown or anything. So people didn't know how bad it was going to get. I told, I emailed my agent. I was like, hey, um, I think this is going to be a big deal. Like I left town and she's just like, she emails me back. No, nope, business as usual over here. And I'm just like, well, I think there's going to be a change. This, and then like a week later, the entire city was shut down. So I was just kind of like, I, not, I felt yeah. validated in my decision. I'm not sure if I asked you this before, but um, so like what kind of made you uh, like what, what event or thing like, you know, you saw like made you want to just, you know, go back to Pennsylvania and just like get on the road. It's a good question. Because it seemed, it seems to me like you kind of um, you know, you, you did that way before, you know, the shutdown and a lot of, you know, things started to close. That's a good question. So I was, I was at work. I w- and um, my friends, I have like a group chat with my high school friends and someone sent out this article and they w- this was when things were starting to get really bad in Italy, which was like, you know, two weeks before us pretty much. And yeah. it, was, it was that article that was written uh, anonymously by a doctor in Northern Italy. And it was basically like that doctor was um, talking about her experience and and how she had to choose like who gets to get on the limited amount of ventilators that they had and basically like who gets to live and who gets to die it's like tri- triage isn't that what uh-huh. they call it yeah like triage right essentially I, yeah i don't know if at that level it's called that but it yes like it's a that that works and um and then i and she was talking about like an otherwise healthy 40 year old woman who's getting put on a ventilator for this virus. And I, that was when it kind of clicked for me, like, okay, this isn't just like a thing that's, that's going to affect older people. Like this is something that we don't know anything about and is going to be way worse than, than we initially thought. Because up until that point, I was just like, well, it's probably just going to come and go and we'll be fine. And that was based on the information that I was given, you know, and that was out there. But as soon as things started to change and younger, healthier people started to get sick, like really sick, then I knew that I didn't think that like I was personally in danger, but I knew that being in Los Angeles and like the reason I was there was to work in film, I knew that was going to go away for some amount of time. And there was going to be no reason for me to be in a big city like that. So I thought I was under the gun to get out of there and get home before the country shut down completely. I thought they were going to shut down travel and everything. And frankly, they, they should have at that point, but they didn't. So I was fine getting home, but I was constantly like looking in the rearview mirror thinking there was going to be people like pulling me over, like you can't be on the roads. And I was going to get stuck in like Ohio, which obviously, don't want to get stuck there. No offense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't come close to happening. I mean, but that was, that was what was going on in my head. Like this place is going to get shut down real quick. That's but, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like, the, I mean, you made the right move by doing that though. You know, because I bet a lot of people were like, dude's freaking out. He's crazy. Like he's probably not crazy, but you know what I'm saying? Is a lot of people are like, Oh, like is I a lot. Of, I think just a lot of people had that, that feeling of like, Oh, this isn't really going to be a huge thing. Like this isn't going to, you know, amount to anything. And thank God you kind of did that. You made the right move in my opinion. 
I'm happy that I did it. And then everybody I contacted, like I was saying, like, Hey, I left town. I'm really sorry. I know we had a commitment. And you, but like, they, they were saying business as usual. For the first, my agent said business as usual. And then sent out an email <laughs> a week later, like things are changing, but everybody else, literally everybody else was just like, I totally understand. And then I felt validated um, only a few days later when everything shut down anyway. And I'm like, okay, I made the right choice. Yeah. No, again, and I mean, your, your agent had, you know, had the same, th- same thought as that almost everyone is, Oh, same as me. I thought the same thing is like, Oh, this isn't going to be that bad. And then the thing that actually made me, um, again, when I saw that CNN thing I was talking about earlier of like the, the video of where the reporter has to escape Wuhan and he just like, you know, he's taking video of the whole thing before they shut down the whole city that made me worry a little bit, but I, again, I never had the thought of like, Oh, this is actually going to come to America and affect, you know, everyday life. I never really had that thought in my head, but you know, I think a lot of people, a lot of people ha- almost, you know, again, it's like the same type of thinking. It's like, it's like, Oh yeah, it's business as usual. But then a week later, it's like, Oh my God, because it just happened so fast. So a lot well, of people had that thing. Sorry. When did, no, when did things start to change for you personally? Um, I think a a huge, huge thing that, that made me was that really made me, um, just like really kind of realize like, Oh, this is insane. Um, I guess before this happened, I I was, I went to the grocery store and was, was, I bought a bunch of food just to kind of prep for it because I, I was hearing, uh, you know, just kind of like talk about it and new in articles and stuff about it. So I, I was like, well, I don't know how bad it's going to be, but I will go to the grocery store, buy some food. And then um, the NBA, you know, they just like, cl- like stopped mid game. And yeah. cl- that's crazy. That is insane. Like that's never happened before in the history of any, like just to be like, Hey, like stop the game, cancel everything. And then everything got, every sport got canceled. Another thing that really kind of made me um, was an alarm bell. I, I can't really remember whether this was before or after, but uh, my brother lives in Chicago. One of my brother, uh, one of my brothers lives in Chicago, and he uh, was at work. And he called me and was like, "Hey, they just like canceled work. Like they told everyone to go home, and you know, just basically just uh, you know, like work from home from like the for the rest of the like time until we tell you to go back to work." Um, and that was pretty wild just because, you know, it's like, again, mid midday, you know, just like during work, they tell you to go home. Like that's, it's just eerie. It's like an eerie, you get an eerie feeling of like, what's, what's happening. And it's, it's also the fear of like the unknown because no one, no one really knows anything about this virus yet. I mean, a lot of, in terms of, uh, and I guess a lot of people are, are, you know, doing research, but I think more so what I mean is like the, ever, a lot of people, uh, just like, you know, the kind of, and the public, just a lot of, just a lot of people don't really know like what to do about this virus or just a lot of the just news about it. It's, it's all, it's all just kind of mixed up. Like it's all in my, in my eyes, it's just, it's like almost like there's so many just sources and also it's just a lot of like political, uh, you know, kind of turmoil going on in terms of like just you know uh just 
people being on one side and just, you know, just going after the other side for all this, you know, kind of the response for it. So it's just, it's just a lot of jumbled up stuff uh, in the news and all that, I think going on in my opinion. So it is a very, is it a jumble fuck out there? Yeah, exactly. So, um, but I want to ask you, so you're, you are our, uh, this podcast's uh, expert on Colorado, I would say at the moment. Mm-hmm. What's what's it like out there? Like, I know Colorado's sort of in the movement of like, let's reopen, right? Yeah, I mean, there. I think the stay-at-home order expires Friday, this Friday. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are. Again, I'm. I know. I when I drive Uber, a lot of people are like going out and doing stuff. Um, I see a lot of people in parks. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are still out. In my opinion, I, I think at the same time, it, it's, it's hard to tell because I also do notice there's a lot less traffic, but I have noticed that like picking it up, you know, picking, uh, or like the, the, just like, uh, rush hour is like getting a lot worse and traffic is like really, really picking up. So, um, I think what, what's happening now is people are just really trying, really getting sick of like being inside. Also, I think one of the other like main factors is, it's getting really, really nice outside and people want to go out and hike and camp and, you know, do like go to the mountains and do fun, you know, do fun stuff in Colorado. And, um, and it's, I think a lot of, a lot of people are just doing that regardless and, you know, still going out. So, um, yeah, I mean, they're definitely not closing. They're definitely, you know, not really like on the move to, you know, keep closing anything in my opinion. So, um, I, I should have looked see. this up, but do you know what uh, what numbers are like in Chicago? I mean, in Colorado, <laughs> uh, uh, Chicago, Colorado. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, not as bad as you know, like the epicenters. But in Denver, I mean, it, it is you know, it is a major city. It is probably it's probably top five on the list. I would say. I I'm, I have no idea. I'm saying that completely out of. Um, just guessing, but I, I would guess it's, it's a, it's a major city. And, uh, but I, I really think they did a good job of closing down stuff when it happened. Um, I read this article that they got a, uh, like the, the governor of Colorado got like an A plus from this like economics jur- journal or something. I don't know the source. I'll have to send it to you or whatever, but, uh, it was like this economics journal and they gave him like an A plus for shutting down the state and like responding in a, in a good way and stuff. So, um, I'm, I don't know. It's interesting because it's like, what about you as Pennsylvania? Like, because I, I feel like I don't have, I don't have a gauge of other areas except like New York because it's just so in the news. Like, I feel like the other areas aren't really like, like Scranton, Pennsylvania, you know, like, so how is it out there? Like what, what's, are, what's, are they on the move to, you know, keep closing stuff or. So um, I feel like there is a lot of spillover from New York city here. Like Pennsylvania does have relatively high numbers and also from Philly, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate what um, the governor, Tom Wolf, everything he's said, um, he's very uh, evidence and science driven in his decisions but all that being said, the stay-at-home order, I think, is still supposed to be lifted on the 15th, maybe? Something like that. But he's going through, like, phasing out the stay-at-home order by county. And But 
man, people are just like, if I looked on his Instagram and he's just like, you know, posts like, uh, you know, we've got a, some like very generic, like let the, we'll let the science determine our decisions or whatever. And everyone's people hate this dude because they're just like open the state. Like, like, let's just get out there. It's, it's nice out. Like I want to go outside and I'm sure that's just everywhere, but I'm just looking at that. But I feel like there's a lot of like where I am right now is very, it's kind of Trump country. And I don't think people are taking it seriously, but it's kind of, it's almost not that big of a deal because there's nobody out here anyway. It's country. What do you, what do you, what do you think about that plan of county by county? What's your, I don't think it makes sense. I think if I were to make the decision, it would be shut down the entire country for a shorter amount of time and then reopen phase phase in a reopening countrywide when it's safe to do so because like this whole staggering thing doesn't make sense because no the virus doesn't respect borders also pe- people don't respect borders because sure. like if you're in a county in the united states you don't have to have a passport to enter in another county exactly it's also like counties aren't that big if you're you know you can drive a whole county and probably 30 minutes to an hour, you know, depending on the size or like the yeah. whatever state you're in. So it's like people, that's what I was, when he, when you said that the first, like when you talk, when you said that, you know, that plan or whatever, like the Tom Wolf thing, it's like the first thing that comes into my head is like, well, people aren't going to respect, like no one re- really respects like county travel. You know, that's no, just people live in one makes county, no, work in another. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, there's, it's so, um, cause I, I travel to, different counties every day just by driving uber and stuff like you know it's like everyone everyone probably does so yeah that's i mean i will say i think i think it's like you know it's like with all these politicians and it's 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 just such a tough tough like issue to figure out a plan for you know because i feel like no matter what people are just completely getting like derailed and like oh like this is you know a bad plan or just kind of getting shit on but it's in, like, who do you think has out of, out of politicians you've seen and kind of things you've seen in the news and like, just like, you know, uh, and the government who's made like the best move in, in terms of like closing down their state or like, you know, like a governor you've seen or well, even, just any, even just any politician you've seen that you're like, Hey, this is like the right approach because, you know, may, again, it's like, you know, they, they, if they have the kind of example to like, you know, uh, to follow like what what would that be the governors that stand out obviously are uh are are uh cuomo and um what's the governor of california garcetti's the mayor of la but i i knew New- i think Newsom. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but i think the politicians that are doing the best are um the heads of of germany cuba and south korea handle it the best germany they're um Angela Merkel, what's her name? She's a chancellor or something. Yeah, something like that. I don't, I don't know. She's a physicist by training. Yeah, so she yeah. understands science and is backed by science and letting that drive the decisions. Uh, also, New Zealand is doing very well. They've, they're a small country and not very dense, but they've handled the situation extremely well. Cuba got probably the best healthcare system on the planet, though nobody wants to admit it. And they're, they're already aiding other countries like they always do. They handle stuff like this very well. And uh, I mean, and South Korea is um, as 
most people know, got the, the, their first confirmed case the same exact day as the United States' first confirmed case. And they are almost completely wiped out of the virus and look where we are. And it's hard to compare because the, the countries are so different. Um, so what, what, did, what did they do differently that, that made a difference? Um, they just, they locked it down early. They did contact tracing, testing, all those things that any person in public health, any epidemiologist will say like, oh, these are the four steps you need to take. You need to test everybody. You find your positive cases, you, you quarantine them, and then you do contact tracing for them and say, who did they come in contact with? You isolate those people. The, the virus has nowhere to go. Everybody else can essentially live their lives while you know, making smart decisions, and it's going to go away. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, I think like testing everyone, like it's like, especially now, like, do you know, um, like the, the statistics on, uh, testing or are they, are they testing a lot more people? Because it doesn't really seem like they're making a lot of tests. And it's also like, again, it's a lot of people to make tests for. It's a really hard like task to like test. So um, that's like, yeah, yeah. So that's like another thing that I've been thinking about is like, how are they going to test everyone? I mean, it's tough because this is, you don't usually have a brand new disease where you need to get a brand new test and, you know, deliver it to 350 million people or whatever. But, um, you know, they are ramping up. I'm, I'm sort of only familiar with numbers from like New York city or New York state even. And they're, they're ramping up testing. They're also doing more um, sampling of, of antibody testing to try to get an accurate um, understanding of the actual like penetrance of the virus, like in the population. And they're up to, I think, 20% statewide, which is a pretty big number, which is, which is good and bad because if you look at it and so many people have already been exposed to it, that brings the mortality rate way down. And it's also like, we're that much closer to herd immunity, but it's also a bad thing because it shows that like, we really don't have a handle on it and it could because it spreads so fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you thought about getting an antibody test? Yeah, I tried to, I, I th- cause I am pretty sure that I did have the virus. I was sick. Oh, really? Yeah. I was sick for like three weeks uh, with like a fever and a sore throat that was awful and wouldn't go away. And it was just like a really weird, thing when when was that that was at the i flew um from la to scranton at the end of february and then back at the beginning of march and right after that trip i felt i got sick and it wasn't ever sick enough to the point where like i couldn't function i wasn't bedridden i was just kind of like tired and felt shitty but it went on for three weeks and i was just like this is my new normal um did you hear the story where and like a lot of people in LA apparently got it like way early on in December. Do you think that's true? Like, December? Do you think that's, yeah. Like I, I, I saw this, I think it was like a podcast or it might've been a comedian just on YouTube or so. I don't even know who it was, but he was like, yeah, like I, I, you know, a lot of people were like sick in December and, you know, like could have gotten or, you know, then it could have like spread like before then. Do you think that's possible or do you think it, it's, you know, it's, I mean, 
I haven't seen any evidence of that. The first case that I know of is in January in this country, but what do I know? Yeah. Yeah. Only because I, I feel like, um, and another thing I heard is like in, in San Francisco, like they found out someone got it way before than it was like initially reported. I think I saw that on like, it was like the B, uh, BBC news. Like it was like, they found out that uh, the first, you know, person to, they found in San Francisco to have it. They apparently, like there apparently was another person or they had it like way before then it was like initially recorded, which is interesting just because it's like, I think, I think they, it was spreading, you know, earlier before we thought, you know? Yeah, I think that's definitely true. And I think they are going back and testing samples from people that have died like earlier on. And because the actual disease itself is something that we're obviously still learning about. And, you know, it started off as the flu and and then it became like a viral pneumonia. And now it's like, to me presenting as like a blood disease and it's causing strokes and blockages and, and stuff like that and, and heart problems. And I think people that um, had heart attacks and heart issues back in like February are now being tested and real, like testing positive for um, the virus. I didn't know that at all, actually. That's um, wow. That's crazy. So, do you think it's mutated, or what, do you think that's just because they don't know about the virus? Or, I don't I mean, think it's I, yeah. Mutation is not like what it's made out to be in movies. It's not like oh, the virus like mutated and made a big left turn, and now like everyone run for the hills. Like yeah, I watched, I watched Contagion a few weeks ago, so all my knowledge and info is completely based on that movie. By the way. <laughs> Well, you also know that uh, movies aren't real. You'd probably <laughs> no. I'm kidding. Than- I, no, yeah. No. Well, I'm, no. But I'm I'm totally kidding. Um, I, I know. Just, but it's uh, again, it's just interesting because they're finding out new stuff every day, and you know, and um, especially just like stuff they didn't know like way before. It's like, oh, this is, and again, what you said about uh, it causing uh, heart issues and you know, uh, strokes. I, I had no idea about that actually. I'm definitely gonna look that up that's that's crazy it's pretty scary but um so one thing i did want to say before i forget about mutation is like an easy way to think about it is so if a mutation a mutation is more likely to make a virus um less bad because if you think about it the mutations that make a virus more deadly are going to kill the people that have it more quickly so it's going the ones that are make it like people able to live longer with it are going to spread further. So those are the ones that are going to dominate. Right. Because if it, if it's like very, um, uh, if it's like really deadly, it's like, if it's like a really deadly virus, like it it won't spread as much because it's just like killing the person instantly or not instantly, but like very quickly. Right. So it's almost like, and it's also like the medical response is like, Oh shit. Like we have to, you know, really like contain it and, yeah and they're also probably not around i mean as weird as you know they're just not around to spread it as well you know like they're not alive to spread it or Um, they're very sick and not going to go anywhere yeah exactly yeah yeah, or in a a hospital bed or yeah that's 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 really interesting um again it's it's what i kind of said before it's like when i was saying oh it's all jumbled up mess it's like a lot of people just don't know and including me you know about um mutations and just things like that it, it i think it, it kind of like it's a kind of like a wake-up call for people to almost not 
research about viruses, but just understand how they spread, you know, and it's, again, it all ties in with wearing a mask. It's just like basic knowledge, you know, allows you to, to understand how like important that is and stuff. So. Well, I appreciate you saying this stuff because most people are just like, I know all the answers, even though like they are. I don't know. I don't know shit. Yeah. I I don't know shit either. I I think, I think, I think a lot of people just need to say, Hey, I mean, like even Fauci, I think he's such a great example. He's like, Hey, I don't know. We don't know a lot about this. We're still learning about it. Like, and that's basically him saying, Hey, we don't know shit about this. Like we're still learning about it. Like don't assume anything. Like, cause I think, I think it's like the most dangerous thing you can do is assume, you know? especially with like viruses, like, Oh, I'll be fine. Like, I'll, I won't wear a mask. I don't need to wash my hands. Like that's Dan. That's a, you never, like, I'd rather, again, I'd rather be the person who's on the, like the way safe side and like on the side of like caution. And like, I'd rather be way, you know, like, uh, just I'll, I'll, you know, it, it could be overkill, but I'll, I'll rather be on that side just to be safe and stuff. And I think a lot of people are like, Oh yeah, I don't need to do that. But again, it, it's like, they might just not know, you know, is like, is this the importance of, you know, what I was saying before? So. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And I personally, I'm, I think I might be a little extreme in saying this, but I would rather the entire country go broke and the economy fail before I would expose people to this virus that we know nothing about because economies bounce back where, but dead people don't. Yeah. I mean, and again, you know, it's, it's, yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's a virus, a virus killing a lot of people is way worse than the economy failing. I mean, you know, a lot of people would completely disagree with that. And it's also a really tough scenario because both things are, are very, very bad, you know? So it's, it's, that's, that's all, that's a tough, you know, scenario, but at the same time, I do agree with you. It's like, um, at what point do you put, you know, lives over making dollars and, and it's it's interesting to me how a lot of a lot of politicians are just outright and they're just like hey like we want to we need to make money and we need to restart the economy again like whatever you know who cares about this virus but i think it's almost like if you don't really think about the virus and pay attention to the virus it's just going to affect the economy in the long run so it's like yeah. you know what i'm saying and so it's almost like well either or you're kind of you're kind of fucked. So I don't know. It's like, what are you going to do? I agree. I I saw someone post on, I think Facebook this week and they said there are more important things than living. And I was just like, I have no response for that. (laughs) Philosopher. What a philosopher. Like, uh, if that's how you feel, I, I guess I don't just, that makes you just want to turn your computer off and just like, just frisbee it out the window. Like, or just like, that's, that's, I, I think I think I saw you repost that or post maybe it wasn't you but I saw that on some on Facebook and I saw that somewhere and I, I because I remember just having the same reaction of like did did you realize like what what you just said like yeah, I granted I think the person was like I'm grateful in this situation that I don't have kids or anything because oh yeah I think, thank yeah same as me thank God yeah you know like it would be different. It's hard. It's tough. It's really tough. It's tough. Yeah. It's a tough situation to have kids and especially, you know, be at home with them when you, when you didn't have to. And also just like the economic strain, you know, if, if you're, if you don't have a job and yeah, I mean like those, yeah, those people are, you know, that's a really tough time for sure to have, to have kids right now. 
Yeah, and maybe maybe not for your, everyone. Your but. kid's life is more important than your own life on some level. Like I could, I could maybe agree with that. I don't know. Oh, totally. I think a lot of people view it that way. I think a lot of yeah. All right, Matt. Um, I'm gonna get into the questions that I ask everybody. Definitely. Let's All right, so you can answer these um, however you want, and they may or may not be relevant to you. You can just say whatever you want or nothing. Um, but they're the same questions for everybody. So uh, if you were not in quarantine right now, what would you be doing? Do uh, definitely like hiking or camping because I, I, when I first moved out here, I didn't do that too much. And I was like, oh, next summer I'm going to be outside and like, you know, be doing out- outdoor activities and stuff like that. So I, I, a lot of the state parks are closed and like everything is closed as everyone knows. So um, that's definitely, yeah, that's definitely, that was definitely on my list and just going out into like nature and, you know, not having to worry about like cops or, you know, being like questioning you why, you know, why you're out in like a state park or something like that. So. Cool. Um, what good do you think is going to come out of all of this? I think people, uh, I think uh, I'm speaking for myself is like, people are going to just do more and, you know, try and just get out more and do more stuff, uh, when this ends and actually try and like do stuff that they dream about or do stuff they've always wanted to do, you know, whether it's like be an artist or be a stand-up comedian or, you know, be a filmmaker. Like I personally want to get out and like make, uh, make some movies and, shoot some stuff and I've always kind of wanted to do that, but I'm just kind of, I've just was kind of putting it off. So I really want to, you know, get out and do that. But I think people like will really try and just, um, just do more stuff and, you know, actually like do what, you know, do what they wanted to do before and uh, not wait because it's, it's a wake up call because it's like, Hey, like life is short. I always, I, I say that to myself, like all the time, life is short. Like do you gotta, you gotta like, do it now and like, just go ahead and do it because if you wait too long, you don't know, like you could, you know, again, coronavirus is like a reminder. It's like, you could, you, it's possible to get it. You know, people have died. Like it, it's a, you know, a stark reminder. It's like, get out and, you know, go, go do what you want to do. I like that answer. Um, I just thought of a really bad joke. I'm going to skip it. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you can't just say that. Just cut it out. Okay. Uh, stark reminder. Is that a Game of Thrones reference? Or <laughs> Anyway, um, I do look forward to the, the films that you... Yeah, you got to come out to Denver. You got to come out to Denver. If you I would can. love to. Yeah. Also, uh, LA is becoming the epicenter of filmmaking. I don't know if you realize that. I haven't heard, I haven't heard that. <laughs> Hollywood? Hollywood, yeah. It's, uh, what's, this, what's this new thing? It's the next big thing. Is that, is that is that Edison's thing? I think Edison has uh, created that. Or no, uh, no, not that's I, a light bulb. His, that's his, a light bulb. His, no, his henchman did. His henchman. You've heard that story, right? No. Like Edi- basically, to sum it up, like Edison is the reason there's Hollywood because he had such a control over the movie industry when the movie camera, with the movie uh, cam- camera, like first came out. So like he controlled every production. So the people that wanted to get away from his, you know, grasp and his control moved to LA and founded uh, Universal, Paramount, and Warner Brothers. I think, 
I might oh. be completely wrong with the names of those production companies, but yeah. So Edison actually was responsible because he was such an asshole that like a lot of people were just like, Oh, let's get away. Let's, let's go out. And also it was like the daylight because you or the sunlight because you can shoot, you know, year round. And so it's nice. Random fact. I don't know why. I like why picturing I people having this idea to move to LA with a light bulb going off like the idea but the They're light like bulb oh was... no get away. Oh, <laughs> yeah. fuck that guy I can't get away from edison God. <laughs> um okay um what is okay. your biggest fear coming out of all of this i definitely think the economy because i think i mean the economy um definitely affects uh it's going to affect my business a lot i mean i mean i, I like i think uh when you say coming out of this, it's like, do you mean like when it's completely done or because I mean, I'm always worried about my health. I think I, I don't want to be like, Oh, I'm worried about the economy more than my health because of course I'm worried about, you know, getting Corona coronavirus and, you know, um, and also just other people and, you know, family members and just, you know, even just the community. And um, so I, I'm, that's something I'm most worried about in terms of just like getting it. But, and if you mean in terms of like, we're completely scot-free and, you know, cases are going away. Um, I think it's, it definitely has lasting impacts on the economy because it's, you know, a lot of debt and um, just ramifications on, you know, just, uh, and just every industry. I mean, it's affected every single industry if you think about it. So that's definitely something I, th I think about just, and it's also just like people talking in the news and economists of just saying like, Oh, this is going to, really hurt the economy so yeah uh, cool and um the final question which is the wording i think has changed but however you want to answer it um how long how long do you think you personally could go can continue with this quarantine or like are you at your wits end are you ready to get back to normal tomorrow or like are you thriving and could ride it out um I mean, in the, in the past few weeks, like I have been driving Uber. So I will say that's probably not like quarantining um, just because I like I've had to do that just to make money and stuff, especially like right now. Um, but when, it, when this first started, I did, I did quarantine myself. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's really, I don't know. I, I hate quarantine. It just, it's, it's tough to be in, you know, inside all day and, um, especially in like an apartment and, you know, if you're single, if you're single, it's, it's also tough, but it's like, it's, uh, wh sorry, what was the question? It's how long you can last during quarantine. Like, are you, are you ready to get to be done with this or can oh, you Oh yeah, it? yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. But, um, you know, it's like, again, quarantine sucks. I, I, I was kind of so sick of it and yeah, I, I'm just ready for, um, I'm just excited for like public things to open up again. Hopefully. I probably won't be going to any public events in like a few months just for my personal, like, I don't think that's a good idea for me personally. Like I'm definitely not trying to fly, uh, like go to an airport, um, you know, or, or do anything like that. But, uh, or even just, but the thing I do miss is like going to like concerts or, you know, just going to like bars and restaurants, like stuff like that. So that's something I'm definitely like probably most excited about. And uh, again, you know, as I said before, just like going out outdoors and going to um, like state parks and stuff like that. So 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, I think you're really seeing now a lot of people are just sick of being inside and it's, it's, it's starting to get nice out. So a lot of people just want to go outside and, you know, get exercise and camp and stuff like that. So. For sure. Yeah. I miss, uh, I miss going to restaurants too. I realized. Yeah. What, I, yeah. What's, what do you get a, what are you most excited about? That's a good, that's a really good question. I just want to work again. Like I, I like acting and I don't, I think that uh, industry is going to be different for a while because nice. you know, small, the smallest crews are 10 people. So. Yeah. It's also just like, also, also the other thing, I can't believe I didn't say this is uh, actually the thing I do miss most is going to a movie theater. Mm. Is I love, I lo- like just going to a movie theater. So it's a, for me, it's like, just one of my favorite things to do. I'm just, you know, I'm I was such a movie nerd and um, just seeing, you know, seeing movies in the theater is such a different experience. I, I actually do miss that most for sure, because it's also just like, what is that going to be like after quarantine? Is that going to, exi- it's probably not going to exist for much longer if you think about it. Uh, maybe not, maybe not. not I don't know. Not, not safely. I mean, it's going to be weird for a while, I think. Yeah. Um, but that that covers my questions and my uh, my several pages of notes. Is there anything else that nice. you want to talk about? Yeah, I just have one one uh, one last question. Is like, what do you think about flying? What's your opinion on flying? Just your personal opinion. I'm just curious. I don't. I never liked it in the first place, so <laughs> that doesn't help. But um, it's, it made it's, your made your arm made your arms tired, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, the, I was bothered by the whole like circulating, circulated, like everybody breathing the same circulated air thing already, you know, I don't, that that's only gotten worse. It's, I would, I'm going to avoid it as much as possible. I know flights are pretty empty right now anyway. So it's like, it's probably relatively safe, but as soon as people like get comfortable and start going out again, it's, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be around all those people touching the same stuff, breathing the same air. Like it's until everybody's like safe and vaccinated. And this thing is not uh, a problem like it is now. Then I, I don't want to do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the same spot. It's, it's definitely like everything, especially the circulated air. It's like, well, it can't be a good idea, but that's, no. uh, that's wild. I don't think people are going to be flying for a uh, really long time. So, but, um, thanks so much for having me on, man. This is, uh, yeah, this was, kinda, this was really fun, man. Yeah. Great conversation. Great. Uh, great seeing you and great talking to you and, uh, stay safe and, um, don't get coronavirus. I like how you're closing this one out. This is great. <laughs> less less that I have to do. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you, uh, taking the time out and, uh, good to talk to you again nice man. stay in touch hope everybody so watches our your film that i'm in that i love it was awesome you did a great job you did a great job. He's a, you're a great actor you gotta uh, yeah i can't wait to see uh you gotta send me all your stuff when you when uh you said you're in a feature right that you, you had a feature coming out uh yeah 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 we nice. filmed uh i filmed one up in uh in canada in november oh really nice mm-hmm. That's awesome. You got to send that to me if it, if it uh, when it comes out or if there's like a on, online link. I will. But um, 
Thanks so much. Also, you got to get a spot, just get a sponsor, just get sponsored by the CD, like the CDC or you know, easier said than done. Fa- get, sponsored by, get sponsored by Fauci. That's what I need. I need a big get like Fauci on here. Bill, Bill Gates, Bill oh, and man. Melinda Gates foundation. Don't get microchipped though. <laughs> All right. Well, All right, take care. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to turn off the recording on that note. <laughs> Spent too much time in California. Now I'm in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania.